Welcome to another episode of the Reason to Behold podcast with Tolu Talks and Arnold Reasons. It is early January. We, well, January is a time of new beginnings. It is. So one of the new beginnings for Arnold and the family is that they actually moved house. Yep. Or moved whatever, whatever terminology you want to use. And uh, we were talking about it before and Arnold was telling me about how he's actually going to get a moving company in That's to right. do the thing. And that's something that I've experienced with my parents and I was so jealous because a few weeks before I'd also moved house and it nearly killed me, nearly killed me. I had to stay in bed for like three days after. So I was super excited, Arnold was super excited. But then on the day, I start getting text messages. (laughs) (laughs) I was raging, man. What did these text messages say? Tell the people. Let me even draw it out, man. I was literally <laughs> raging. It was such a crazy experience that, like, I just, I just, I couldn't. I couldn't. So. I think, I think it was the moment you said, this is a podcast episode or two, where I said, oh, no, two episodes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's completely mad. We've got so many messages, I can't even get to it. So I said, this service is a podcast episode, dot, dot, dot. Maybe two, dot, dot, dot. And the third message. <laughs> I'm just going to say it because I think we need deliverance, yeah? Yep, think so. Our people, bro, dot, dot, dot. They frustrate me sometimes. <laughs> and when you say our people, what do you mean? I'm talking about black people. Okay, good. Like, let, let the people. I'm talking about black people. And I think this isn't even a thing where... It's just all pro-black. We don't do business with anybody who's not black kind of thing. But it's more just in this situation, it's addressing something that I've experienced firsthand. Um, mm. And it's just so disappointing. It's so disappointing. So, so what did you experience? I'll tell like, the story. Yeah, tell the story. Tell the story. So me and my family, we know that we're moving house, right? Mm. And... You know, actually related to some of the stuff we were talking about in one of the recent episodes about the burnout experience that I had last year and starting to strategically make sure that I'm letting go of some of the extra stressful things just to have the right level of balance. And so mm-hmm. moving home is one of the things they say is like Stress. one of the biggest stressful events in your life. Yeah. And so we thought, you know what, rather than going through the stress and the hassle of us doing the move ourselves getting friends and family to just end up coming out and doing all of these different kind of things to help us move from one place to the next we said let's just pay for a removal service for sure and so we shopped around spoke to a few different service providers and we landed on this company i'm not going to name them like i'm tempted to but i'm not going to name them because i'm not going to drag them that bad but um (laughs) but this, this this particular service provider let's just call them company if I said that, that's actually linked to their name. Let's this service <laughs> provider, let's just say. Yeah. They um they promised us the world, man. Like we, how did, go ahead. did you arrive at this company? Did you how did you how did you find them? How did you pick them? Google. How did you arrive at this company? Google. So we I think there was maybe okay. there were maybe one or two companies that were recommended just by people that we knew. But this particular company and a number of the other ones we looked at as well were just people that we found from Google doing Google research. 
And so we had this conversation, okay. spoke to them about their different service packages, the pricing, and this is the big deal. This is the big point, right? This is the first time we're using a removal company service. And so we are pretty ignorant in terms of how efficient they're supposed to be, how much time it should take them to do the move, like all of that stuff. Mm. We're relying on their professional expertise and experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in making our decision. And that's a, it's a really important point for all of my my the things that grounded my ground, ground grinded, whatever you want to call it, my gears, the things that frustrated me. So we had a very, very lengthy conversation. Ground my gears. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. We had a lengthy conversation. Um and we asked a lot of questions. We told them we're in they told we told them the size of the property, the size of the property we're moving into. We told them um how much stuff we had. We actually gave them a list over email. We sent them a video so that they could actually see how much no stuff way. we had. So we were very thorough. Okay. And the key questions that were asked was how much time do you think it should take to do this move? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was one of the key questions. And um, it was a two bed from one two bed to another two bed. And yep. the guy advised, he said, you know what? Looking at all of the stuff, I don't think you've got that much stuff from what I can see. Um, it should take about five hours. And he said, you know, uh, maybe at a push, worst case scenario, maybe seven. Okay. Part one, that's part one. So in terms of their service packages, there were different options. You had one man in a van um, that was like Mm. a medium-sized van. Then you had two men with a larger van. um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you had three men, I think, with the same larger van as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, we again, we said, what would you recommend based on what you can (laughs) see and based on the time that you've promised and you said that it should take? The person says, you know, I think... You don't need the three-man service. You, t- you should go ahead with the two-man with the the um, the larger van. They should be able to get it done. That should be no problem. So we took both pieces of advice, and mm. and this is the thing as well. Like very early on, it was very clear that we were dealing with a black-owned business. And what does that mean? What does that mean? I mean, I mean that it was. <laughs> Right, I, I nearly said some some funny words on here. Go on, what do you mean? <laughs> what are you gonna say? But I, I think I think what's important as a as a kind of context for this, right, yeah. is that for us we want to support black-owned business, right? Hundred percent. And for me, like this is this is kind of a personal frustration sometimes of mine, right? Is yeah. that I want to be able to like so I'm Nigerian, yeah. Yeah. I want to be able to do stuff with my people, yeah. Because when I look. At like Jewish people, yeah. when I look at Indian people, when I look at all these, bruv, they mess with their own and yeah. they all succeed together. 100%. Right? But part of my frustration has been that sometimes the way that Nigeria can be, yeah, yeah, in terms of it, <laughs> it could be chaotic, it could be shortcuts, <laughs> it could be all of these things, yeah. Sometimes we import that over to business. So yeah. I just wanted people to be clear that when you say it was clear that it was black or black owned business, I want. I want to understand your side of that because I have connotations for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I want to understand yours. And I also want people to understand that where we're coming from is a place of we're not actually trying to 
to destroy black owned business like no, no I, I want to be able to support that that's why we're but frustrated and talking about it it makes me frustrated <laughs> right and my our whole point of this is look we need to do better yeah and what things that we can do to do better right yeah So what do you mean by you could tell, for example? Yeah, I mean, just from the conversations, I can hear accents and I can hear, I think, just the general vibe. I don't know how to describe it other than everybody you spoke to was black. And I think the the general impression that we got was that this mm. is very likely to be a black owned business. I think just from the tones and the, the accents and everything of the people we're speaking to and even some of the names as well. Mm-hmm. And so... So yeah, so we we didn't we weren't like you know trying to steer clear of them or anything like that. It was kind of mm-hmm. like okay, cool. Um, it's very nice to see that there is um, one of our people out here running a service that mm-hmm. sure. seems like they're offering a decent rate and they're giving us advice and this and that. I said no problem. You know what? Let's take a chance on them. Mm. So we decided to go ahead with their services. So on the day of the move. Mm. We got a phone call from these guys as they had arrived and they parked up and they're letting us know that they're outside of the building. And so as I'm on the phone to this guy, the first thing I hear him saying shortly after he's introduced himself to me is, straighten up your car, man. There's plenty of space for you to move. I'm hearing him expressing road rage to one of the people trying to drive past him on our street. Oh, no. Now, I know the area that we live in. Yeah. Yeah. The people aren't rowdy. Do you get oh, what I'm no. saying? So yeah. already when I'm hearing him, number one, speaking like that, whilst I, the customer, I'm on the phone and I can hear that, it's a lack of mm. professionalism. Mm. It, it just, it doesn't present itself well for your business. Very well and it doesn't all. encourage me to think, okay, granted, you may have a frustration that I may not see with whoever is on the outside of your vehicle, but mm. I'm your customer. Do you really want to do that in front of me? No. That's part one. Part two, I go downstairs to meet them, let them in the building. We get into the lift. And then very early on, one of the comments that one of them makes is, I hope this is a really quick and easy job. You haven't seen it yet. He hasn't seen nothing yet. (laughs) And so then, so he then asks me, do you have a lot of stuff? And so I said to him, well, I don't know. How do you define a lot of stuff? I don't think we've got too much stuff. Um, Yeah. And so, so that's where we left it. He didn't describe it or anything. So we get into the flat. He takes a look around, I think, in one or two of the rooms. And him and his his um, co-worker were like, man, you've got loads of stuff. And they seemed so distraught. Like, this is... this, And this was probably where the next level <laughs> of frustration came in. He seemed annoyed and angry at the fact that we had maybe more stuff than he had anticipated. Now, I want to have a little sidebar on this. He is not our friend. He's not our cousin. He's not our brother. He's not our enemy who we forced to come and do this move for us. We are paying for a service. And so, for him to feel frustrated or to even express a frustration and disappointment as if he's not being paid by the hour, because this is the thing, we're paying by the hour. We're not paying a fixed rate. And so if anything, if you feel like it's a lot of stuff, then it's just going to cost us more money. Mm, Which is a good thing for you. Exactly. Nonetheless, 
they start packing and stuff like that as well because so part of the big thing that we went for when we chose them as a service provider was we wanted it completely stress-free we wanted them to come in do the packing do the move and then do the unpacking as well in the new place so they start packing up some of the boxes yeah and i think maybe around two hours into packing they started to move some of the stuff into the van no three hours i think it was they started to move some of the stuff into the van they come back up the stairs they come into the room or one of the rooms and i heard one of them say the stuff's still not packed now he wasn't speaking to his colleague because they were both moving things downstairs so when he said that i realized this guy Who's has an expectation to? that we're gonna do that the you're packing. gonna pack and so why bro <laughs> and so i said to him so wait are you not gonna pack the stuff and so at that point he was like you should pack the things it's gonna take longer if we do it and like he had like a bit of a smirk as he was saying it and then i said to him no 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 if you've got a problem <laughs> packing these things you need yeah. to deal with the person who took the booking on the phone because we had a thorough exactly. conversation where we said yeah. to them the service we're paying for is for you to do all of the packing all of the moving and all of the unpacking you're getting paid by the hour bro like and that's what i didn't understand and so from that moment and i went i probably explained it just now in a much more polite way than the the frustration that i was expressing it with on the day like to the point where i actually after that little conversation i had to just go into the kitchen and just stay clear because i felt like if i'd stayed in that conversation any longer i could have lost my call and i'd be talking about how i had to go back to the altar and say lord i'm sorry and this that and the other um <laughs> but like i literally i was raging i was so annoyed because like it's almost as if he felt inconvenienced by having to do the job that we paid them to do and the thing is i get it maybe there was some miscommunication between him and the person that took the booking i don't know but in but fact actually i take that back i do know because i had a conversation with them after the same person mm. who took the booking and they explained at length we paid these guys by the hour they are supposed to do whatever needs to be done when they arrive at a property sometimes it means that a customer will ask for more than what they'd expected they have to do it sometimes it's less and it's quicker they have to do it. and this is what they were trying to express was their company approach and so there's just so many variables so then after that um, in the end the, the 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 process that was supposed to take five to seven hours at most ended up taking 11 hours which did not even include unpacking. That was just to pack everything up and move it to the new place. Now, mm. the frustrations that I felt about this day were on so many levels, because like I said, number one, we didn't force you to do this. You're not doing us a favor, we're paying you, like for a mm. service. Number two, we explained in very much detail and showed evidence of what the move would entail. If your company is just taking the booking and making promises about what it's going to take knowing it's going to take a lot more that's between you guys number three after the whole thing i didn't even mention one of the things that happened so i think we got to maybe around <laughs> six in the evening which was maybe yeah right. five six hours into the into the process and one of the guys says to me 
do you guys have to um, hand the keys back today? Or like, can you hand it back in the next few days or anything? Like, what's the situation with that? And so I, I've, I was very vague with my answer on purpose, but mm. I basically said, we don't have to give it back today, but we've got a bunch of knock-on services and effects that this will basically have, hence why it's an urgent thing to be done today. Mm. And so I asked him, why'd you ask? He said, oh, you know, because it's starting to get a bit late now. Um, and so it what, what you might want to consider is maybe moving some of the stuff today and then we come back tomorrow and then we remove the rest of the stuff and then finish the job then. You want me to have two days of chaos? Bro. Right, <laughs> no. Now, by this point, I'm like, I'm already frustrated because it's not even something where I can say, yeah, you know what? We don't even want your service and I can get someone in straight away and like deal mm. with straight. I need this thing done today. So I've mm. already bit my tongue and I've accepted that, you know what? This is the lot that we've got for today. Let's mm. deal with it and let's just end this as quickly as possible. And so straight away, I denied, said no to him. We're not doing that. This needs to be done today. No problem. Mm. Two or three hours later, his colleague now wants to have a conversation with me, basically saying the same thing. And I said the same thing to him again. Um, in the end, anyway, just to wrap up the main parts about the story itself, we got to around 11.30. They finished moving the stuff and... Yeah, we just decided to just do the unpacking ourselves because it's half 11 in the night. You mm. can tell these guys seem upset. And when the other guy came to speak to me about the second guy, when he came to speak to me about trying to split it over two days, what he then eventually said is they've got another job booked in the morning. And so basically they wanted to go home, rest, so that they can recoup for their next job, which is the following mm. morning, and then maybe come mm. back in the afternoon if they finish that. Maybe, by the way, big maybe. Maybe. And based on the way things went with our booking, that's not something that I can rely on. It's not something that I was ready to to buy into. And so, yeah, so we finished 11.30 in the evening and nothing was unpacked apart from the things that we'd started to do ourselves. So we focused on the main things, put the bed together and just some of the main things we needed to take out and just been unpacking over the few days after that. So that's the story. And I think there are so many points to pull out from that, but go for it, bro. I can see Wait, you something to say. What what happened after that? As in after the eleven thirty when we finished? Yeah, because I guess for me in that scenario, yeah. like I still gotta pay you after, right? Because yeah. you've got to send me a bill for eleven hours and yeah. then I have to give you money. Yeah. So for me, when I'm about to pay that bill, we're gonna have a conversation. <laughs> or you know, <laughs> something is gonna happen because yeah. for me Firstly, from a perspective of, I'm a customer. Yeah. I'm about to pay you my money. Yeah. But I actually really didn't get what I paid for. Yeah. Right. So even for me, just from that point of view, there is yeah. something to be said in that moment. Yeah. For me, from the other point of view, is that look, I actually really wanted this to go really well. Yeah. And for your business ongoing. Yeah. Like this is really going to wreck it if yeah. this is the experience that people are having. Yeah. Right. And maybe there's a disconnect between you know, the, the office mm -hmm. and, you know, the people who are actually doing the doing, mm -hmm. because it doesn't sound like the way that they were behaving was necessarily actually even within the ethos of the company. Mm. Right. So yeah. for me, either way, we're having a conversation. So I yeah. want to know what happened. Cause I'm sure you like something must've happened. Yeah. Something definitely did happen. So what, okay. w in terms of the payment, I made a decision. I'm going to pay them the money and mm. I'm not even going to, cause I was tired. I'm exhausted and I don't even You're have the energy. You're a better man than me. 
I don't have the energy to start going through the back and forth of how much we're paying. It's eleven thirty in the night. I've got a daughter. Wait, that's why'd just you have gone to pay to them on the same day? No, because that's what I agreed by bank transfer that I would pay them on the same day. And so I'm following through on my end. But what I did is I called them because this is the thing is like for me, the money wasn't even the biggest deal. Because I think in terms of how much we spent, it wasn't like drastically outside of what I had expected. Because granted, it took longer than expected. But I think in the grand scheme of things, the money wasn't really my focus. It was more the principle. And... For me, the money is linked to the principle. No, but I guess that's, the, that's the thing. But this is the thing. You have to make a decision on how much you value your time. And I think in that moment, my time was more valuable than the discrepancy between how much I think I should have probably paid on paper than how much I did pay. Oh, that's interesting. Because right. I wouldn't have even thought about paying them on that day. Yeah. I would have said, tomorrow morning, I'm having a conversation. <laughs> and then we can talk about how much I'm going to pay you. Right? <laughs> Tonight, I'm going to sleep. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because now it's 11 30 yeah like i'm i don't know I, th- I guess that's where we're kind of different because like. for yeah. me i'm like in the morning first yeah. thing i'm doing i'm calling in the morning yeah i'm gonna have a talk about what you know what are we actually gonna pay yeah you know because for me once you once you've got my money you're chilling yeah no so, well yeah. it is what it is isn't it so no but that's fair everyone's different yeah so, you're a nicer man than me <laughs> listen i had a family to think about and i didn't want to start causing problems <laughs> on the day that i've just moved into a new place for sure for sure um, for sure but when the following day, um, I ended up speaking to their office, mm. spoke at length with uncle. So I'm going to call him for the record. Uncle, was he an actual uncle? He was an actual uncle, man. Very actual <laughs> uncle. And I think he was one of those staunch uncles that I think is so stuck in their ways and so stuck in like whatever they think that they can't see the mm. real context that they're dealing with in front of them. So... I explained everything at length to him and I said to him the same thing. I don't, I don't really care about the money. Like that's, that's not my frustration. Like, but in terms of the reason why I had that conversation with them is one, because I actually want them to do better. Um, number two, if there is a disconnect or there's issues going on that the business is not aware of, and this comes back to the whole thing we were speaking about of wanting to see black owned businesses actually do better and actually improve and not have all of these ridiculous experiences. Um, and have these poor reputations as a result and so so yeah so I'm having this conversation with him I fed back um, everything that happened the promises that were obviously different from what happened in the day the um, the poor attitudes all of these different little things and in the conversation uncle's perspective was simply this if your complaint is not that they didn't if your if your complaint is not that they didn't move the boxes or they didn't move the stuff or they left stuff behind whatever you want however you want to position it then we've done the service that we said that we would do he then went on to explain that five hours to do a move for a two-bedroom to another two-bedroom is impossible he said some moves are quicker than others he said including the packing and including the unpacking it's impossible to do it in five hours he said he's telling me it's impossible he then says eventually after we've spoken on the phone for like half an hour he's going to raise it to be reviewed by his manager and this that and the other and they're going to give me a call back 
10 to 15 minutes later, I get a call back from the actual guy who took the booking from me. He says to me, look, I just got a call saying that you're not happy with the service. What's going on? I explained everything. I gave him the quotes of what he said to me about how long it would take this, that, and that. But one of the first things this guy says to me is, I still stand by it. Five hours is how long it should take. And so if it's taken longer than five hours, I don't understand what they were doing there. I mean, I was out on the field myself, this stand up, and he's giving me a whole long story. 15 minutes into this conversation, after we're discussing going back and forth about various different things, his story then changes to, you know, um, it, five hours is not enough. It, it's going to take longer than five hours. And it's, so you can tell that from the conversation I'm having with the guy, even he's not sure which like island sure. he wants to stand on. And outside of that, I brought him back and reminded him what he said. So then he now stays on that part of, oh, five hours is enough. <laughs> and it was just ridiculous. I think even just in terms of the conversation with them um, and just raising it as an issue and a complaint, you can tell that there's so much brokenness in in terms of the way that the business is operating, the, the staff, the different people, like even on the day as well, when I mentioned about the five hour thing to the guys who were doing the move, they were saying that, you know, the people in the office there's they promise one thing but they're not Mm. on the field Mm. and so essentially what they were trying to get at is that this is a normal thing for them where the people in the office are promising one thing but the people in the field are clearly delivering something different because the people in the office are just not presenting realistic claims is what it sounds like and so yes i spent i think probably an hour in total in those two different conversations just trying to just give the feedback and trying to basically i made it very clear to them that my thing and this is one of the things that i've learned probably especially from being on the side of running a business and knowing the importance of reviews my thing is if you've got a problem before you go and trash the company tell me go and talk to them and it's the principle that we get from the word as well in in some senses it's practicing the same thing of if your brother has done something to offend you you know go to him one-on-one first of all Go before two or three witnesses. Take it before the council, then treat them as a as an unbeliever. And so, so I explained that to them on, on the phone as well. And I'm waiting to hear back. I'm supposed to be hearing back from them over the next couple of days. You still and haven't heard back from them? No, no, no. That was on Saturday. Okay. Um. And so, yes, yeah, so I'm gonna hear, hear. I'm supposed to hear back from them over the next couple of days. And my thing is, whatever they decide and whatever conclusions they come to there's definitely going to be a review coming out of this mm. and and i think that's just me playing my part of being a noble citizen to allow them for sure because you don't you don't want see. other people to go through that yeah exactly and so they've been given i think the, the important thing for me is that i've given them a fair chance as a business to make a decision on whether they can actually see their wrongdoing and actually do mm. something about it mm. but then that's part of the problem isn't it that you know some people as far as they're concerned they don't i think it's this is part of the problem when you're running a business is that you can get so focused on how you see things that you miss the important details of what customers are actually saying and what their frustrations are and how much that will actually affect your business Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because what they don't realize as a company is that if they had done things well for us 
bro, there's a network of people that we would this have recommended the them to. Do you get what I'm saying? And exactly. And that's not necessarily even just like one off business. That becomes now you are that's our ongoing. central that's contact your, ongoing. That's the person. Yeah. Exactly. But quite the flip side, like right now, it's a never go here <laughs> kind of experience. It's like I don't know who you go to, but, <laughs> but don't, just don't go, go here. here. That's it. And so, so yeah, man. So I think for the in terms of like now making this less about the story and more about some of the what happens off the back of what that. happens off the back of it. I think there's two sides that I've seen that this can be addressed from one the side of being the business owner and I think being in touch with what's going on and actually listening to your customers giving realistic promises all those kinds of things and then there's the other side of being somebody who works for a company as an employee mm. and you know like the fact of the matter is there clearly was a disconnect in this company situation mm. between what the the head office are basically saying and what they're promising and how they're selling um, to close deals versus what's actually happening on the field and there was obviously a very in my opinion horrible attitude displayed by the staff um which was probably ju not justified but which was probably on the back of their frustrations with their co-workers but i guess my question is right yeah what business of it is yours the frustrations that they have with who they work for and this is it's my none point. of your business but this it should never point. be a thing that's that's there this is my point and i think yeah man it needs addressing because I think, like you said, there are so many different lessons from this, right? Because I can also understand how, you know, they've given an estimate that they thought was okay. Mm. But actually, sometimes we get stuff wrong, you know, and the issue isn't that they got it wrong, mm. right? The issue is really the response. Yeah, 100%. And how that was dealt with. Because look, we're, we're all human, mm. you know, we've all said, oh, that'll take me 20 minutes. Yeah. Two hours later, you're still there doing that same thing. Yeah. You know, it's it's very it's normal for that mistake to be made mm. right but actually how they deal with it is what's really been the issue here you know and the general level of service is also a big issue yeah 100%. right and for me it's like as someone who's who's starting a business in the beginning you're going to screw up so many times oh, that's so right. many times <laughs> <laughs> so many times even even like today i sent out an invoice to somebody and they came back and said, oh, this bit isn't right. This bit isn't right. This bit isn't right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you know, but yeah. you have to you have to take it on board. And also one of the things that came through that is like, I actually asked him, oh, so actually if this, this and this was on there, would that made it have made it easier for you to understand and to check mm. and also to know what's right and what's wrong? He said, yeah. So for me, that's a good feedback loop. Yeah. 100%. So like, yeah, go. That right there, and this is the thing, is that it's not even so much about perfection, no. like when it comes to how you're running your business, it's about having, because if you close that conversation or if you close that opportunity that comes from listening to customer feedback, listening to what they have to say, then mm. if anything, you're no longer running your business to serve your customers, you're running it for your own belly and that's it. Because if it really is something that is like, don't get me wrong. Of course, yes, we want to make money. We don't go into business for the sake of the fun of it. Like, it's 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 a it's a money generating thing. But bro, it's also called a service. And this is what I'm saying. But who are you serving? And I think this is the key people. thing, because yeah. it can be a serve. It can be a self service, where you're thinking about serving your own bank account, <laughs> like and helping that to grow. Exactly. 
exactly. or it can actually be a customer focused service because service sorry not surface because the reality is when you actually do listen to your customers sometimes yes some customers are completely out of line but when you let, listen to the truths that your customers express that you might not want to hear or that might be inconvenient to you addressing those things can actually be what improves your business and your service overall and ends up leading in the long run to better customer satisfaction more positive um, referrals reviews positive experiences and ultimately more sales but when we think short term and we just think and this was my thing even in the conversations i had with them like sending them the money wasn't the problem because in my mind if you're really going to be short term and focus on well we've got the money now and we're not going to do anything about it that's between you and god because for me you've got two choices you can either address this thing and do right and recognize where you've got things wrong or i hand you over to god and mm. it is a terrible thing to fall to into the hands of the lord <laughs> so me i'll even give you that little extra money so that you can figure out your little plan of when you have to deal with the consequences of being handed over to god in that sense and yeah man that customer feedback the customer loop is is so important man and you don't want it to have to come through reviews it's like, the worst place man <laughs> it's the worst place <laughs> it's the worst place and what about because from from the position of a business owner right it feels like part of it as well is how do you keep in touch with what your employees are doing Mm. right because for you for example you employ people right so how do you actually keep in touch to make sure that your expectation your approach your vision is what he's actually carrying out yeah what they are so so it's an interesting question it's actually part of a a process improvement point that i'm working Mm. at the moment so broadly speaking so far we listen to um some of the calls that he makes between customers we review some of the playback of the cctv when customers come in store what the experience is like and so it gives us almost like a an on-the-job kind of mystery shop if you like without having to put somebody else up to it but um but one of the things that we are looking to do is to basically create more regular systems um for listening to calls for reviewing the tape and stuff like that as well and keeping it logged as well and making it a regular um, occurrence because at the moment it's quite sporadic it's very much mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it happens day to day um, not every single day of the week but there might be for example a gap of a few weeks between when it happens um, and then it might happen a bit more frequently in another season depending on how busy things are but in terms of the direction we're going that is a task that we're planning to actually allocate to someone designated to to take care of that so that we can actually quality control the service that we're delivering a lot better and then on top of that as well we also focus and this is something we do manage a lot more we focus a lot on the um the customer feedback side of things so obviously the google reviews is one thing but then the second thing which we're building out a lot more this year is the follow-up conversation with customers that happens after the service is over because this this is the thing that i was going to ask you about right because it sounds like a lot of those things that you have in place at the moment are more like okay let me check the quality and let me check what he's doing and at the moment we're talking a lot about kind of that customer feedback loop yeah right because even with this it's like when i'm listening to something i know what i'm listening out for and what i would like as a customer yeah 
but actually your customers are going to be different to you yeah you know yeah. in terms of how they process it and how they experience it yeah so that's what i was going to ask you about is okay so like what what are you thinking in terms of getting that customer feedback loop because like you said like that's really what's going to improve the business and probably take it to the next level yeah it's like you were looking at my sheet yesterday from the review oh really plans for this year. yeah because i actually made a note about um strategic timelines for because it was part of the wider customer follow-up journey because one of the sure. big things that we're trying to focus on is in business it's very easy to focus on just getting new customers and new business but how do you retain the retention is what matters yeah. the most because the first yeah. sale is always the most difficult the most and difficult. we've got the, we've got systems in place now to make that difficult sell a bit easier when we do get mm. leads Mm. Um, but what we're trying to now do is focus on maintaining and building that relationship out in a more meaningful way so mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. we can continue to service them with further um, products and services. And Great. so one of the things that feeds into the question you're asking is the follow-up call, which will happen um, in principle, we're aiming to do two weeks after the service is over. Okay. Um, following that as well, there's also a number of different stages where we're going to touch base with customers. But I think that first follow-up call is mm. all about talking to them about how the service went. And that will be something that won't come from the person that dealt with the customer it should come from somebody who's completely separate from them so that we Fine. can get that real feedback so that's one of our goals for this year is to, to build that a lot more and i think something that just kind of hit me as you were talking is that look it almost feels as well like the experience that you've had with the moving company mm. has also been what's also kind of what's encouraged and what's spurred on some of the thoughts that you're having about your own oh, company yeah. big time and I think that's something that's really important is that, look, we experience life, right, yeah. as customers all the time. Mm -hmm. So when we have a bad experience, it's important to not just be really angry about it, you know, and like, but actually take a step back and evaluate that and yeah. say, okay, what did I like about this? What did I not like? Yeah. You know, what are the things that I can bring in from this experience mm -hmm. to help me with the business that I'm doing? I think actually that's a really, really important thing. And it's good that actually, because you think you've paid the extra money, but actually <laughs> yeah. the money that it would generate back for you as it's experience gonna be, yeah. Yeah, is going to be huge. It's yeah. going to be huge. And so just wanted to talk about, because you're in an interesting position, right? Because you're an employer, but you're also an employee. Yeah. So what are the things, you know, we said we were going to talk about, um, you know, okay, as an employee. Yeah what are the lessons from this what what would you take from that i think one of the big lessons that i would say is you know where the place that you work is not necessarily going to be a perfect place where everybody gets along and everybody you know like goes out for ice cream after work because they're <laughs> such great friends you know it's, it's that, yeah. i don't know that to be the experience of anything that i've ever had um i've had good experiences but I've never had it that good. There's always like some sort of frustration or friction typically that I've seen that exists somewhere or work politics. Mm, and mm. I think for me, it's being able to recognize that where there are work politics or where there are frustrations that you may have with, you know, some of the staff internally, remember that you're part of a corporate organization. Yeah. Like treat it like a family in some senses. And don't get me wrong, like, if there are issues, let the issues be dealt with, like raise it where it needs to be raised so that action can be taken to try and improve things. But when it comes to, you know, like having conversations with or in front of your customers, 
like you don't need to put your dirty laundry out in public for everybody to see that's like that's 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 gonna trash your company in a lot of ways because even firsthand from my working experience I've seen the working politics firsthand and I've seen how destructive it can be internally like dealing with people who are grown adults who in a lot of way act like their children who mm. are just being stubborn and stuck in their ways and you can see how it has knock-on effects on how the business is doing and you know the business can actually be profitable and making money and mm. maybe doing decent on paper mm. but you can see that there's so much room for it to do so much better if those things are addressed mm. so i think yeah i think it's a one of the big things is where those things exist don't allow them to compromise your level of service don't allow them to affect your outputs because just because you might have an issue with the way somebody's doing something internally like you still deliver to to, to the best that you can and don't mm. let that be something that then spreads into your work because all that then does is it makes the company suffer it makes mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. look bad as an individual mm -hmm, and then it mm -hmm. also makes the company look bad because this is the interesting thing these two guys granted they work for that company but what's to say that if they did such a great service we might not have asked them awesome. for their numbers exactly exactly and then they could have exactly. had extra work outside of their official jobs which mm. maybe would have paid them a bit better than what they're getting paid by doing it directly through the company like contracting opportunities and again remember what I spoke, we spoke about with the network like mm. you've literally just burnt the bridge with this whole village <laughs> of opportunities literally, literally. Like, that will go on for years and years and years and and the joke thing is yeah is that you're one of those people that's actually happy to pay yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they burnt the bridge with somebody that would actually be a good good customer because this is the thing even down to like some of the promises yeah dude if they said to me in the beginning yeah we think this is going to take 11 to 15 hours i kid you not i don't think that would have been the thing that would have caused me to say yeah we're not going to go with them if anything i think i probably still would have gone with them mm. and so how, how did their quote compare to the other quotes that you had their quote came in as it was around average it was one of the cheaper ones Mm -hmm, but it mm -hmm. wasn't the cheapest from what I remember as well because we ended up getting like the materials and stuff from them too so we had some boxes ourselves but we allowed them to supply it through their suppliers and everything mm. um, and so even looking at how much we spent now it, it wasn't it still wasn't even with the time that they, they did take yeah. it still wasn't the most expensive right 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 okay so yeah and I think what came through from what you were saying is about almost like ownership, right? Oh, yeah. For and sure. I think for me as Christians, there's a different level of that as well, mm. because it says about, you know, whatsoever you do, do it as unto the Lord. That's right. You know, so when I'm in employee mode, right, part of the things that I'm trying to think about for this year is how do I be a better employee? Yeah. And like, actually, if I'm doing this as unto the Lord, what am I doing? You know, how am I doing what I'm doing? Are there things that actually I need to adjust in how I do that? Mm. Right. And <clears throat> the customers are never really going to know what's going on internally unless yeah. you tell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like everything can be going like, so I've been in situations, right, where I've gone to a presentation and then dude will throw me under the bus. He'll be like, oh, you're going to present this. I said, I'm thinking in my head. <laughs> I don't even know what the presentation is. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen this presentation, yeah. right? But in the eyes of the customer, 
they don't know that you yeah. know afterwards or you know a salesperson will say something that's reckless yeah yeah afterwards absolutely we have the we have the big discussion that's mm. not acceptable da, 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 da. but in the moment it can't even be a sniff of a bad look or mm. anything like because that is what the client is going to remember. Mm-hmm. They, they don't really actually care if it's right or wrong in that level of depth as mm-hmm. much as the experience and the service that we provide for them. Mm-hmm. Because it can be wrong with really great service and actually the way that we navigate it means that they'll still come back. Mm-hmm. If we got to the right answer in the end, but we've had a massive fight in front of them, mm-hmm. they're never coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, so there has to be from us as much as we can we have to hold ourselves in that professional way yeah. and we try and make sure that we are protecting the reputation and the image of the companies that we work for yeah right because over time that makes a massive difference yeah for sure and let me switch gears a little bit okay because these principles apply to the kingdom at large as well talk talk because we... this, this is the thing right we are all ambassadors of god we are children of god we are people who represent the kingdom of god we are the people that are saying hi this world is crazy this world is jacked up we've gone back to the manufacturer we are on that process of looking more and more like him and we want to invite you into this amazing thing that is one day going to become the new heavens and the new earth where there's no more tears and it's all cake and ice cream like not literally but you get it um That's kind of what we are representing. That's the organization, if you want to put it that way, that we represent. And and I think it's so, like, just like those two people that came to do the removal service, every single one of us is an employee in some senses or is a representative of the wider company of the kingdom of God. Mm. And when we go out to meet with people who may be Christians or not, and whether it's in our workplaces we engage with them whether it's in just the day-to-day interactions at the gym friendships we're in lockdown right now it might be zoom calls and all sorts of digital interactions like how do we present how do we how do we how do we present the the light and the hope that we say that we represent because those two guys came here came to our home in the name of that company like we knew that we knew that this is the company they represent They didn't Mm. need to come and shout and scream about it. We knew that. No, you knew that. And I think, Mm. granted, sometimes people might not necessarily allow their Christianity to be on display, but... But it'll um, come out at some point. And this is the point, like through conversation and through different things, you in the same way represent the kingdom of God. And what is the experience that we're causing other people to have? Mm. Are we allowing our... Go, go. I was going to say, are we allowing our internal issues at times to cause us to to misbehave and trash the reputation of God's kingdom mm. when actually we shouldn't allow the internal issues to cause us to start acting crazy. Go ahead. And I think, because to me, I was thinking of it from the perspective of what Jesus said is that, you know, the world will see how you love one another. Yeah. And that's what will show them that you're my disciples. Mm. Right. How often is that actually what the world sees about the church? Mm, mm, mm. Right. Because if you think about it, what we do sometimes as the church is that, you know, we're, we're squabbling. Yeah. You know, we're saying, yeah. oh, this doctrine's this, this is this, this is this, this is this. Yeah. But we're also doing it in public. Come on. Oh, my gosh. Say you it. know, we'll do it in public. 
you know we'll publicly be instead of following that process of okay you're an employee you have an issue with the way that they quote for whatever Mm. right you have an issue with the timings that they do instead Mm. of you going back into the office and say look i just got to a job you said it's going to take five hours it took me 11 hours Mm. let's figure this out yeah yeah right instead of doing that he's talking to you about it yeah you know you who you don't have any influence over it you don't have any like any part of it right so yeah. he's basically trashed the rep of his company yeah you know but he hasn't even dealt with the issue either yeah yeah absolutely. you know and actually sometimes that's what we do as the church right mm. we might not even talk to that person about it but mm. we'll put it on facebook we'll Come put on. it on whatever yeah have you actually tried to talk to that person have you actually even done your part before you go put them on blast and you know what the interesting thing is just to even talk about those two parallels in the situation of the guys who did the moving mm. what those two guys probably don't realize is that if they had sat down and gone back to their bosses and actually said you know what this is what i've noticed is a trend mm. this is where i feel like we're getting it wrong and mm. these are some potential solutions we can consider to mm. improve what customers say about us think about us and eventually tell their friends and family about us to lead to more sales in the long run let me let me even make you laugh one of those two guys actually said to me because i asked just general general conversation like i always do asked him you know how are you finding it working how long you've been with the company and stuff like that he's been with them eight years eight years out of his own mouth he said yeah um i want them to pay me more and <laughs> this is what I'm talking about, Tolly, with people robbing their blessing, because he 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 said he wants them to pay me more. So I asked him, I said, have you had a conversation with them about that? Mm. And he said, uh, you know, you, you hint it every now and then, but they don't want to pay you <laughs> anything. And I'm and listen, this is what I'm t- when uh, I'm even moving far away from the com- the point I was going to make about the parallel. But I'll get back to it. This no, is important but, but this is this because, is this is a key point because what he didn't realize, yeah, is that. By them misbehaving, number one, the solution's already in their hands in part because Literally. they can go and improve these processes and that will lead to pay rises because they're able to generate more money for the company in the long run. Number two, this guy didn't know he was speaking to <laughs> because yeah. I'm not saying that I'm the most intelligent person in the world when it comes to being able to make a case for getting pay rises and this, that and the other. But from the you experience that I have had, <laughs> there's certain things that I know that can help him. Yeah, yeah. But I'm the guy that he's trashing. Or the, I'm the guy he's giving a trashy service to. I'm the guy who he's nope. giving a pot like, and I and I I literally said to Nash, I said I sat down and said to her, I could sit down with this guy and tell him why his pay hasn't changed for the last eight years. Literally, like I could literally, literally explain it to him. The whole thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> I could tell you. I could. Tell you. I didn't even need him. But I could tell you. <laughs> but instead of that, he's trashing the company. He's complaining. He's moaning. He's like poorly representing them as a company it looks disjointed and he's left a very bad taste in my mouth and i think going back to the parallel that i was actually going to point out as well is even within the body like sometimes we have so much to say to criticize what isn't working or what another part of the body is doing or how they're doing it wrong and how they should do it another way without having those conversations like you said when actually cool you know if you've got that observation it may well be valid but what do you do with that? Are you using that as a chance to complain, moan, and to pretty much cause us to internally implode? Or are you actually doing 
things the way that we're supposed to in the kingdom by having those conversations and actually being more solution orientated so that we can in the end improve the experience that other people have of us and, and i think part of it as well right is it does come back to ownership as well yeah right because you're thinking like an owner yeah right yeah. you're thinking okay my emotions aside if this this and this continues yeah then this is what's going to happen to the business yeah and your your success is linked to the business success right yeah, yeah. but if you're thinking more like an employee and a disgruntled employee <laughs> yeah right who's thinking you haven't given me a pay rise in this long da 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 yeah you're not even thinking about the impact on the business of yeah, your no. behavior yeah right because he's out here behaving that way but he's not actually thinking wait hold on i'm doing this with a customer mm. and actually this customer has impact and mm. has influence mm. you know and he's probably not thinking oh how do i make company more money he's mm. probably not thinking about that he's thinking about how do i make me more money yeah yeah, yeah. he's not realizing that for him to make more money the, the, com company, the company needs to make more money <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> like they're not they're, they're not going to start printing new money and say okay you know what here have some more or saying you know what we've made the same amount of profit the last five years how about we reduce our profit and just give you some for the fun of it no no <laughs> for sure for sure not like and this is the thing you have to add value yeah to get to that next level of promotion big time man so yeah I feel like I can breathe now I feel like I managed <laughs> to get that off my chest because what the listeners don't necessarily know is that I haven't had this conversation with Tolu because I was holding it back <laughs> this podcast <laughs> so yeah man that was very nice to, to share and to unpack and I think to analyse and I think I can see that there's for all of us so many like practical points to consider just from that experience and i think my encouragement even to to the listeners as well is in your day-to-day -day, like whether you're someone who's um in business or someone who's an employee or someone who's a mix of both like whatever your position is i think just take the time out to pay attention to your day-to-day -day encounters because this was just literally an everyday encounter. It was a literally, it was a service provider who we paid for services from and we just really just analyzed our experience. And I think that you'll find that from doing that, I think you'll be able to pick up on the little things that you can then reflect on for yourself and say, actually, am I making those same mistakes? Are there certain changes that I can make to improve, whether it's my business, my opportunities at work? Like it's a good, it's a nice little mirror. Because even for me, lie. like you said, go on. Even as we were going through this, I'm thinking, am I running my mouth? <laughs> I'm thinking all these things. I'm like, what am I saying Literally. in this situation? Like, I'm, li I'm, I'm telling you, even till now, like I'm still like reflecting and thinking to myself, okay, what more points do I need to like hold this up as a mirror? Because it was an experience. Money comes, money goes. We'll never be using their service again. And I'll say that one in stone. But on a bigger level, like how, how am I doing? how am I doing in my work experience? How am I doing in my experience with business? And even just like we said with the segue and the, the parallel in just the church and the kingdom of God, like how am I doing with that? Am I taking ownership the way that I should? I'm very intrigued to hear what they come back with because I, I hope in my heart of hearts that they come back with something nice and You've something got more good. Hope than me, bro. Oh. <laughs> You've got more hope than me. I, I hope a miracle happens. And literally, 
literally pray for them man because i for me this one is like uh, can anything good come out of <laughs> like wow and wow and you know what something good came out of nazareth when jesus was about so do you know what i mean miracles happen <laughs> miracles happen so yeah man thank you guys for listening to another episode with tolly talks and arnold reasons and um yeah man what were your experiences been like is there anything that we said that triggered you (laughs) (laughs) or reminded you of a recent experience we'd love to hear about it so check us out on instagram drop it in the comments dms youtube everywhere at reason to behold and we will be back with another one at some point in the next two weeks yeah 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 peace